Welcome back from halftime. You've chosen a glorious day to join us. If this is your first time, we welcome you. We're celebrating a grand opening of a coffee shop that is named Axiom. And we've been, uh, this has been in, in uh, progress for some time. About 45 years. I'm just kidding. A very long time. It probably seems like it's been about 45 years. But we, we're, um, this is a day of celebration, a day of joy. So we're glad that you joined us. If it's your first time, we invite you to fill out a connection card that's on the back of the seat in front of you. We'll have a gift for you if you'll stick it in the offering plate at the, uh, here in a moment when we do offering. Or if you'll take it to the connection table at the back of the sanctuary, we'll get you a gift. But um, we're going to go ahead and do our offering. And if you'd like to designate today's offering towards Axiom, that would be most appropriate, most appropriate to just bless our new coffee shop. You can do what you want, your tithes, your offerings. But if you want to do Axiom, just stick that on the envelope and we'll designate it. We'll make sure it goes toward the coffee shop. Um, before the ushers come forth to serve you, let me pray over the offering. Lord, we love you. And we uh, we just honor you for everything that you are in our giving, in our time. With our words, we honor you and we praise you. We pray blessings now on this, on this offering and may you use it for the furthering of your kingdom. May you get glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So, but uh, as the ushers come forward, I have a couple of announcements for you. On November 18th, we're going to do it a little differently. If you've been with us in years past, we have had our Thanksgiving, family Thanksgiving celebration on Sunday evening. We are now going to have it on Sunday morning, November 13th. It'll be immediately following service. And if you'd like to help with bringing some of the items, the sign-up sheet is on the connection table at the back of the sanctuary. So you can go ahead and do that. The Christmas Blitz for the kids is December 9th through 16th. It's $40 per child. And if you want to sponsor a child, or if you want to sign up, you can see Miss Christie at the I Am His Kids check-in station at uh, in the foyer on your way out. And the youth group has a, if you have a student ages 12 to 18, they are going to have a human clue night this Wednesday evening. It's $5 per person. They will be fed, so it's going to be good. And now Pastor John is going to come, and he's all, he's going to just lead us all into the presence of the Holy Ghost. Yes, indeed. Hallelujah. Good, good, good. Today is a good day. Now let me check that. It's a great day. <laughs> this morning we're going to have our dedication service. And uh, I just kind of feel a little weepy today of being so thankful for what God has done in and through our church. So if you'll, if you'll be patient with me at times, I'll, I'll get out what I feel like I need to say and it'll be kind of a compact service. <clears throat> at the uh, end of my time, we're going to have a time of praying, uh, a time of thanking God, but maybe this morning that through the message that God has placed on my heart that you'll uh, come to the point, maybe you're already there, but that you need prayer, and uh, the title of my message this morning is The Waymaker. Four years ago, four years ago, 5,000 years ago, <laughs> God placed it on my heart to do something a little bit, you would say strange, a little bit odd, a little peculiar for a church to do. And uh, 
I remember it after a time of resting. Uh, matter of fact, I was at a minister's cottage in Missouri, and I could take everybody back there right now. And hopefully one of these days I'll, I'll take a video of where it was. But if you've ever had a God moment, you get to that place where you say, are, are you sure, God? And it's a lot easier at the beginning than it is as you're walking through it. And I remember as, as I was sitting there was at a picnic table and I was praying because I really have a desire to build another sanctuary. And one day we will do that. But God said, I have a plan for you that uh, will make a way where I have you to go. And so during the next few minutes of just being there, I believe that God began to unveil a part of the idea and the, the vision that He would have us as a church go. And John Miller, as he's explaining it to me, I have you on my mind. Because I know that not only that God speaks to me, but can I then in turn convince you and explain what I believe that God has for us to do. And as he began to say just a portion of it, and as I received that, and as you look back and you see the, how things just begin to unveil you know, themselves right before us, and, and, and as you took a step, he, he made a way. And when people would see it at this point, that wasn't part of our church and doesn't know anything about our history and how God has worked in our church. And let me tell you, I, I just wish I had time to go back from the beginning and just cover it all. But this morning, as, as we're part of not only you know the, the present day, but we look back on the goodness of God, and everybody has hindsight, it's 2020, and we can see how God's brought us. But this morning, I want you to see that God has and I believe Lisa prophetically spoke that thank you God for even what you're going to do in the future. So this morning in, the, in this compact sermon, I just want to share some things with you. And, and this morning if you've, you know, you, you might have been in the church for 10 years, but you've only experienced God one year, 10 years in a row. You, you, you haven't really, and it's not something to criticize anybody, but just to stretch you, to challenge you, to say, God, I, I'm seeing something right today that took faith in, in our church's life to do this. And you know that I couldn't have done this by myself. And just because maybe that somebody might think that the church is the pastor, the pastor is the face of the church. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I, I'm not, you know, let me say it as hard as you can say it. I'm not stupid enough to think that it's just me. As the little kid said, Daddy, we don't say stupid around here. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it. <laughs> to, to realize that our church took a step of faith and saw things happen. We, we walked in the spiritual realm now almost, well, over four years. That, and on Sunday evenings when we had our prayer meetings and we... we Prayed for things that weren't even, I mean, you couldn't even see anything in the physical realm. There was nothing concrete, there was nothing tangible 
for years to come. And to be able to accomplish something like what we've done as a church in our size and, and to do what we've done, it, it is only that God is the way maker. In Isaiah chapter 43, it says, I am making a way. Now, now remember that. Because there is a way, but God says, no, 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 wait, just remember, I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. In other words, I'm going to do things that don't seem possible. But remember, I'm the way maker. You know, when we come to know Jesus Christ and we make Him Savior of our life, sometimes we have to realize that He wants to also be our Lord of our life. And what that means is what He did on the cross for us and and dying for our sins, that when we become a Christian, when we put our faith in Him, when we say, God, forgive me of my sins, come into my life. That what God has done for us in forgiving our sins, then we take the responsibility of living a God-filled life. In other words, walking by faith. Sometimes if you're in the church a long time, you realize that that's something that easily comes out of your mouth, but not so easy to do. That we have the responsibility of walking in love with God and the trust that God asks us to put in Him. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. It seems like in the toughest of situations, God specializes in. But what's so amazing is in those seemingly hopeless, can I say that seemingly because it is never hopeless, but seemingly hopelessness that it seems like God is the light in the darkness. And even a person that has never put their faith in God in those hopeless of situations, when there seems to be no hope, God calls on His phone and says, I'm here. (laughs) Mm, I love those transitions, huh? And God says, you know what? It might be hopeless to the world, but you're my child. I got your back. I've got your back. He says, I can make a way through the wilderness. I can cause streams to rise up, bringing refreshing and refreshment even in the desert, even in the driest of times. When you think about the Scripture, and if you've read the Bible, you realize it doesn't take long to know that He's a miracle worker. He can split the seas. He can move mountains. He can conquer giants and bring victory to His children. He can close the mouth of lions and provide safety. He can open prison doors, set captives free. He can protect His children from flames of adversity. He can carry us through the storm. He's the promise keeper. He said, you know what? I will never leave you nor forsake you. And even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, here's my translation, you can stick out your chest and realize with confidence that God is with you every step of the way. And some of you have experienced that in your health, maybe in your finances, in your relationships. 
God says, I'm the promise keeper. I'm going to keep my promises. He, he says, you know what? I'm the miracle worker. When nothing else is going to take place in your life and there's no hope, I can step in because I'm the miracle worker. But this morning, I want you to see not just those characteristics of our God, but the characteristic of our God saying, I'm the way maker. And this morning, there are people here that I want you to fully see what has happened in our church as an example and take it upon yourself that if you're here and you say, God, I've got to have a way. And just in my own eyes, I don't even see that there's a way. But God, you're the way maker. This morning when I read a few of these passages, I want you to realize that He never changes. His Word says that He is the same yesterday, today, and... Do you know what forever means? Forever! He puts into our hands His Word. And He says, you know what? I'm going to fight for you today. Just like I fought for you yesterday. And I'm going to fight for you tomorrow when you wake up, next month, next year. This morning I want you to look at Mark chapter 11. And I call this passage mountain movers. And this morning as you realize if you have put your faith in God, and, and I know and understand in a group this size, maybe somebody here might say, you know what, I've really never made a commitment. And I want to encourage you because there is nothing more important than making that commitment to God. But in this passage in Mark chapter 11, the disciples are just like you and I, and we're, in, we're learning and we're kind of watching and building our own belief system, you know, of how we're going to react to situations. And here's a group of people that have put their faith in Jesus and, and they're disciples, they're followers, they're learning. And he tells them something so powerful out of the, out of the Word of God that we are able to see. That he says that when you come upon a mountain, th th these obstacles in your life, he says, I can make a way if you'll just have faith in me. Now this is out of the message, so you got to kind of hear it a different way. But listen, it says Jesus was a matter of fact. In other words, he was confident. He said, embrace this God life. Really embrace it. And nothing will be too much for you. Now, now remember this. This morning when you're here and you're thinking, you know, well, they, they don't know what I'm going through or what I've done. The Word of God says there's nothing that will be too much for you. He says, this mountain, for instance, and he's looking at a physical mountain. He said, just say, go jump in the lake. No shuffling or shilly-shallying. Don't you love the message translation? Long ways from King James. It says, and it is as good as done. That's why I urge you to pray for absolute everything, ranging from small to large, including everything, as you embrace the God life, this God life, and you'll get God's everything. And when you assume the posture of prayer, remember that it's not all asking. If you have anything against someone, forgive only then will your heavenly Father be inclined to also wipe your slate clean of sins. 
Now, the reason I put that in there is because I'm, I'm not going to preach that God's going to do everything if you're not going to take your responsibility on. But he's saying, this, is a, this next passage is in Mark chapter 4, and it, it again, he, he's teaching his disciples about faith. And if, if you've been here through this series of divine destiny, and you know that God has a, a destiny that He planned before the foundation of the earth for you, as well as our church. Because you know that there's larger churches in, in this area, and, and all of them are doing a great job. But when, he, when I think about how special that He looks at us, do you know how many churches that are on this strip of Golden Triangle at this moment? None. And there are larger churches that are off back roads because it's just so expensive of land and there's new churches that would love to move into this. They're just too expensive and God can make a way for them. But I can say God made a way for us. And when we bought this piece of land, it was like, why are you going so far out there in the sticks? There's not even people out there. Sorry, I had to get up in my Mickey Mouse voice. But anyway. But God made a way for our church to even afford a piece of property that the tax assessor would say somewhere around $4 million would be our property of these 10 acres that we call our own. And so he teaches his disciples the parable of the sower is the word is the, the seed. And, and we've talked about that and how we as a church have made that our, our bedrock. The word of God is everything to us. Everything is based on the word of God. But then he starts teaching them after that here's the word of God is to have faith. And he goes through a whole series of illustrations or parables. And, and he says, you know, the, the reason why I'm telling you all this is so that you'll use it. The, the, the revelation of what you know is not like a lamp that's hidden somewhere where nobody can see it. But it's put on a pedestal so that every... So in other words, the word of God that's going to change your life so that everybody can have the knowledge of what I'm saying. So watch this. They've been taught, which it's easy to be taught. Sometimes it's even easier to tell somebody else what we've been taught, but it's not always easy to do the things that we've been taught. So Jesus, in this passage, the end of chapter 4, verse 35 there's a transition in what they're going to do. They're going to go to a different place. And it says in verse 35, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Now again, we've talked about this as a church. Let's go over to the other side. He makes a statement that they don't realize is going to be a statement of faith. Because it sounds so, you know, so typical. Let's just go over there. But they... Soon we'll realize it was a statement of faith because he says this. Just look at this in verse 36. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along. I love that. They took Jesus along. Why don't you come with us? Just as he was in the boat, there were also boats with him. So remember, there's this little... Armada, you know, those little boats that are going on to the other side. And it says, so that it was 
let me say this. There was other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. In verse 38 it says, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now this morning, as the Holy Spirit customizes this word for your life, have you ever been in a place where you've said, God, do you care if I'm going down? Maybe you're there today. Maybe you're saying, you know what? God, I need a way. And in, in a minute, we're going to have a chance to, to agree with you in prayer. But have you ever been there where you said, God, do you care about me? There, there's nothing more sincere than a person that feels like they're about ready to take their last breath. And this is where the disciples are. And maybe you've been there or maybe you're there right now. I love verse 39 because here he's been asleep and I love that the, the description on a cushion, on a pillow. It says, He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now, now remember that he had just taught them. Put them in the boat, said, Let's go to the other side. And on the way over, the test, every time you get a word from God, so if you're like me, you get excited because you didn't know that it was in there. And once it's in there, look out, it, it's for me. But every time I get a word from God, it seems like the enemy comes to put that to the test. Do you really believe it? And as I said before many times, trouble shows up to ask one question. Can anybody tell me the question? Who are you? Well, I'll tell you what Jesus said. In this situation, it goes on to say, in verse 41, they were terrified and asked each other. They weren't terrified anymore of the wind and the waves. They were terrified, now who's in the boat? They said, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey Him. Jesus got off the cushion to get up and say, you know who I am? I am the promise keeper. I'm the miracle worker. I want to let you know today, I'm the way maker. The last passage that I want to discuss this morning is in Exodus chapter 14. I love the name of the book, Exodus. Because he's going to say, I am the way maker. And the way today is you're going to exit out of your slavery into freedom. And every time that you read the something out of this book, it's going to be called Exodus. And those people that were in Egypt had no thought of how in the world could we ever get out of slavery. But our God said, I'm the way maker. Look at verse 10. It says, As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up. 
They're going to their freedom and the enemy says, I'm going to go get them. And I'm going to take them back to slavery. And as they're leaving Egypt, they look up and they see this mighty army coming after them. You put yourself in that spot. The Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Now let me tell you this. That as we put our trust in God, God has more for us than just slavery. Just just being in the same place we were before we made a commitment to Him. Let me tell you, a lot of times when people will hear the Word of God, they get all excited, the transformation begins to change their life, and all of a sudden they say, you know what, I want more that you have for me, God, than what I've settled for in my life. And as soon as they take that step, they don't see a way. Here's a group of people that would have done anything to get out of Egypt, but as soon as it cost them something, they said, I want to settle. Let's just go back to the slavery. It's better than anything that might be. And we all, if we're not careful, will exaggerate to the very worst situation possible. But again, when we walk in faith with God, we have to come to the realization and you might be by yourself in your bedroom in the middle of the night when the enemy is speaking to you like he's often spoke to me. And you have to get up and you might have to walk the floors and quote verses and even sing, God, you're the way maker, promise keeper. You're the light in the dark. But I'm telling you right now, enemy, your assignment against me is canceled and I'm getting out of where I was and I'm going on. And here's these group of people and they get to that place and they're going, why didn't you just leave us? And Moses answers the people and says, don't be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord that He'll bring you today. The Egy- I love this. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see them again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. In other words, would you just please don't try to work it out in your own mind. Because once we start trying to work it out in our own mind, we'll begin to lean on our own understanding. God says, just be still. Then the word comes to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. He says, raise your staff and stretch your hand over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Can you hear Moses going, do what? God, you're, you're, I believe you're a way maker, but this, this is impossible. Verse 17 says, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. I don't want them to go after us. God, my way is that you would just tell them to stay over there. But God's going to say, I'm going to make a way and it's a way that you're not going to be able to even understand. But here's what I'm going to do just for you. I'm going to have them come in after you. 
we're not careful, we're not amazed at this story because we've heard it so many times. Have you ever watched a movie where you're biting your fingernails because you don't know if they're going to make it? I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and his army through, uh, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Now watch this. If you read the rest of that, it says that the Israelites do exactly that miracle. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's a way maker. The sea parts, they walk not only through the sea on both sides. Have you ever wondered what you would do? I, I, for me, I'd kind of want to put my hand in that water. Anybody beside me? Because I'll guarantee you, I'll be telling that story the rest of my life. They go through on dry ground. They get to the other side. The, the seas come down on the Egyptians. Hopefully you've seen the movie. Verse 31, there's a turn of events, just like when the disciples, don't you care, we're drowning. Who is He? Jesus says, I'm the way maker. In this story, something similar happens, but I want you to look. It says in verse 31, and when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord, again, they looked up and saw the Egyptians and they were fearful. Now again, it says, and when the Israelites saw the mighty hand, of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians. The people feared the Lord and put their trust in Him and in Moses' servant. Can we get past that? Come on now. Can we get past having to see things to believe it? Now I'm, I'm talking to faith-filled people. We know that it's hard. And we know that everybody can't do this because they don't put their faith in God. And because they don't see God as the way maker, they only go by their sight. But when I'm speaking over you today, that you are people of faith and you say, I don't even have to see. People say, you're crazy. It's not there. And you go, but I have a God that is a way maker. And he can make a way where there seems to be no way. Do you know in Psalm 77, the psalmist looks back on this very time when the people of Israel went through dry on dry ground. And he kind of gives us a, a better picture. It says this. It says, when the Red Sea saw you, talking to God, when the Red Sea saw you, how it feared it, trembled to the depths, the clouds poured, the rain, the thunder rolled and cracked in the sky, your lightning flashed, there was thunder in the whirlwind, the lightning lit up the world, the earth trembled and shook. How many people know that the earth believes there is a God? In verse 19, your road, talking to God, your road led by a pathway through the sea, a pathway, get this, no one knew was there. You led your people along the road like a flock of sheep with Moses and Aaron as the shepherds. You led them 
on a pathway in a road that no one even knew was there. This morning, can I give you just quickly some takeaways? First one is the Lord makes a way for us even where there is no way. This morning, it sounds so easy to say that and you go, well, you know, I'll have to see it to believe it. You need to quit that. You need to make a commitment right here in your life. I'm not going to say that you're going to be perfect for the rest of your life, but let me tell you, I'm going to say that when you make a commitment, God, I know that you'll make a way. God, even where there seems to be no way for me. You might be here and and you're wanting children in your life and the doctor says, it don't look good. You say, my God can make a way. You might be here and people have spoken over your life. You'll only be this and you can't get a good job. And that's just Let me tell you, there's people here that says, I know the God that will make a way. And they're a living proof today. If I could bring them up to here, they would increase your faith because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And hearing is the testimony of God's people that have experienced it. That don't happen. Don't tell it to the people that it's happened to. We've got people here that have practiced godly principles in their finances and they've been busted and broke and disgusted all their life when it came to that. They they stepped into a whole other way of living and all of a sudden, boom! Oh, that don't work. Don't tell it to the people that it works. There's been businesses started from people that would have never saw that they could start a business and be saved. There, there's people that have experienced things because God says, I'm the way maker. And I took the step and I believe by faith and I saw it. And this morning as a church, that's what we've done. When we began the construction, God had only placed in our heart to do one building. And we've had food services that came in and give us an amazing favor and say, you know what? We have been blessed and we will give you all the stuff at what we've paid for it. And then they heard what we were doing in our budget and they said, <laughs> very nicely, but kind of in a, <laughs> you're not going to do it for that. But we serve the God. It is a way maker. And as we begin to advance, God made a way to put up a second building that will be a retail space. And people have called us and said, hey, 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 we, that's ours. And I said, well, I hope it is. And we tell them what we're charging. And they say, we want it still. Let us think about it. We've had people stop by and when they find out that our church is doing this, they go, how in the world are you doing this? The regulations and municipalities in this area are so strict. And some of you don't realize that there's a, a details on everything from having to have a bike rack 
and so many feet around the bike rack and a certain kind of bike rack. That when you put insulation in the wall, you can't crinkle it any. You've got to have it like, just like that. And every step of the way, when, when the general contractor didn't know what he was doing, and I humbled myself and I said, God, I, I got it. God, you did it once before. David spoke to Solomon, his son, and said, God will bring around all the craftsmen around you to be able to accomplish the task of building the temple of God. And I said, God, that, that's me. I'm a young man and I don't know. Not as young as I was four years ago. <laughs> and God began to bring people around us. I appreciate my sons that did a lot of their work for free. Not that we always agreed on everything. And we won't go there. Because God made a way. I had come home some nights and be frustrated with the project seemingly not getting any movement. And on that night, I'm here to say that it was all Gwen's fault. <laughs> I apologize, Gwen, for all those nights. And from the moment that we got the vision, I looked forward to this moment when we could say, God, you did it again. And in a few minutes, we want to invite you to go down to the coffee shop. We have some sandwiches and chips that have been catered in. We're going to have a small service down there. It'll be very short. And then we'll eat together. But this morning, I want to keep the main thing the main thing. And that is our faith in God and giving you an opportunity as our worship team comes back to the platform, just for a few minutes, we're going to end at this, but I want to give you an opportunity. There's people here today that have said, you know what, I wish God would make a way for me in my life right now. Well, welcome to the place that I'm going to introduce you to the Waymaker this morning if you haven't already experienced. Our God is a promise keeper. He's a miracle worker. And He's the way maker. Maybe you have somebody in your life that is away from God. Maybe this morning you have somebody that you know that needs God. Maybe you have somebody that you know needs a miracle. Or, or that you've heard the Word of God and God, you've got to keep your... Here's the day. I'm going to ask you and invite you to come as some of our prayer team is coming at this time. If you'll just stand across the front. And as we play, we're going to ask you to stand. And if you have to sit, just please stay in an attitude of reverence and prayer. And this morning as we, we just join in again for the people that come forward to pray, would you agree with them as you prayed and believed with us for those 
something that was in the spiritual realm that we were just believing for. God, we know that you can do it because you said you could do it. And now we're seeing something in the spiritual realm that actually we can put our hands on today in the physical realm. That's what we're believing for you today. Take a step. Say, God, I need the way maker in my life.